Building a profitable and sustainable business, as you probably have experienced by now, is hard work. Very hard work. Today, the CEO of the Tony Elumilu Foundation, Mrs. Paminda Veer, talks with two outstanding TEF entrepreneurs about their entrepreneurship journeys, where they've succeeded, where they failed, and the lessons they've learned along the way. Welcome to the Tony Elumilu Foundation Audio Stories on Entrepreneurship in Africa. And I'm a 2015 TEF alumni, and I'm into agro-processing. I process natural edible cooking oil. How did we come about doing this? You know, there's this trend about everybody's going back to natural, eating natural food. It, everybody wants to do natural things. And uh, and there's another trend that was going then during that time. People were talking about um, promoting Nigerian-made products. So we, because of that, we key into that trend. So what we do, we produce and package and process nuts, seeds, locally sourced seeds like coconut, sesame seed, peanuts, um, melon seed. We get them locally sourced. We want to do everything, process, package, done everything in Nigeria. We are in Lagos State. Roastellcookingoil.com. That is our website. So you can order online. You can you can get it physical product too. My name is Charles Okebuno. I'm a 2015 TEF entrepreneur. My business is IRMB Consulting. The essence of driving the business is really to help people effectively function in the organization. It is a relationship management business. So we train organizations on how to effectively manage their staff and how their staff can manage their clients. It's premised on the fact that the efficiency of every organization is dependent on the effectiveness of the workplace relationships within that organization. So far, I've gotten small businesses to sign up and I have gotten organizations to sign up. Such as? Um, well, the Nigerian Ajib Oil Company, I'm in the middle of um, signing a contract to train all their staff on basic relationship management skills. That's, that's incredible. Thank you. Thank you. Um, Stella, you're, you know, in terms of producing agro-processing products, you know, nuts and seeds, etc., um, are you doing that just for the Nigerian market or is it for the Pan-African market and is it for the global market? And, and you know, and talk to us about some of your, the challenges of a business which is going to be thinking about exporting their goods. Okay, so actually we are not exporting that, but we hope to do that in the nearest future. One of our challenges is getting foreign con- contacts. That's one of our challenges in ex- exporting. What is the market for your products? Well, the, the market for our product are those people who are concerned about their health. Their health. Those are the, our target market. You know, and How apart from is that market? we did our research, sixty percent um, of of Lagosian are potential customers. Wow. So we were at the initial stage, you said if thirty percent can buy. 30% of the population of Lagos can buy our product. It's going to be a great one for our business. For now, we'll be able to capture at least, let's say, 15% of the market, of the market, of our target market in, in Lagos. That's very, very good. And how have you done that? Because our product is for business people, those, those in the corporate world. So what we did, we started with social media. 
social media was one of our greatest platforms when we would um, market our, and advertise our business. That, that is one of the cha- channels we used. Um, Charles, how do you find the right clients for your consulting business? Well, I, we kept knocking on doors. First, we did Project 7100, which was designed to train 7,100 professionals in different organizations at no cost to them. So we first said, well, the taste of pudding is in the eating. Just allows come in and talk to your organization for about 90 minutes, which was the size of a seminar. And so we did that, and then we sent them a report of what we found out from discussing with their um, team. And so that was how we were able to drive the interest from different organizations because at the end of every session, we'll send them a report. And the report helped them to see a picture of what areas they should focus on relationally because we realized that professional skills minus relational skills is like the 21st century workplace time bomb. And so do you, have you developed your own curriculum, your own content, or are you using pre-existing content for this the relationship management program? Uh, our unique selling point is that we develop our own content. So some of what we developed are like creeds. So we give them out in cards. And so those cards, they can keep with them, put them, they're like business cards. They can keep them, um, take them everywhere they go. So those cards have like five nuggets in them. One of them says, I will try and understand before I seek to be understood. So it's a very simple and functional way of building and strengthening relationships in the workplace. What was your inspiration for this relationship management consultancy service? First, I trained as a lawyer, and then afterwards, I hived off to become a mediator. And um, in mediation, it's usually about trying to get people consensus building, so to speak. Uh, At some point, I realized that, well, mediation was a solution to litigation. But then also, I discovered that if we train people in the workplace on how to relate effectively among themselves and how businesses can relate with their clients, then they don't even have to come to mediation. You're reducing the litigation. So I, I reduced the mediation and I reduced the litigation. So um, relationship management was born out of it. So originally what we called it was managing workplace conflict. But because the word conflict was a bit sensitive, whenever people heard it, they said, no, I have team spirit in my organization. We don't have conflict. So we had to tone it down to relational skills, relationship management. So you started this business in 2015. Yes. Share with us some of you know your successes and failure stories. Well, I'll start my failures because um, it was difficult to convince people that they needed this sort of skill set. A lot of organizations really f- are interested in leadership. In When they want to talk about soft skills, they say, okay, just leadership, um, customer service, and that's all. For hard skills, they were there. But for soft skills, it was pretty much customer service, leadership. There may be marketing and all of that. So nobody was really talking about relational skills, interpersonal skills. And so if it was ever discussed, it was in passing. It only formed a a subset of a conversation. Here I'm bringing it out as a full-blown conversation and all the gamut. So I had difficulties in penetrating the um, the space and so um, I found out that my challenge wasn't money my challenge was access 
you know. So I met people who say, okay, talk to this person. They'll give you an opportunity. Looking for opportunities. So in the process of looking for opportunities, you spend all your money. But what you really wanted was access because once you got the access, then the money followed. And, and what happened when you did get the access? Yeah, so when I did get the access, then it became easier to get money. We're not there yet, but, I mean, there is some cash flow. But you still continue to believe in the, the foundations of the business? Yes. I, yes, yeah. I insisted that we weren't going to... Um, we're, 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 we're not going to throw in the towel. So we have open courses... So while we're waiting for in-house courses, we have open courses, and so we put out a calendar for the whole year so people can subscribe and associate. So we even made them uh, give opportunities for some Tony Lumilu entrepreneurs to come in free of charge to our open courses. So and they can find the details on irmpconsulting.com. Go for it, everybody. If you're listening and you want to um, leverage the two-day relationship management courses. Mm-hmm. So they are paid, um, but you know, but it's value for money because you're also investing in yourself. Um, Stella, tell us what are the the ingredients? What are the what's the skills in running an effective business? Your business. Well, for me, running an, an effective business, I would say you have to separate yourself from the business. That is very very key. Your business is an entity, it's a living organization. You have to separate yourself from your business. Then you should not build your business around you. When you are not around, your business has to grow, has to continue. Another thing to me, for, for me, building an effective business is... So how did you do that? How did you build your business? Is it built around you? Who is it built around? No, 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 it's not it's built around you. But what I, first of all, I did was to tell the, my, my team the vision of the business. Make sure they buy into it. I made sure they buy into it. Everybody knows what he wants to do. Delegates duties. But of course, there are some duties that I have to be there, sign of check and some other things. So I made sure they know what they are supposed to do. And I made them to know that this business is part of them. It's not just about sterile. It's about them because it's a generational thing. Now, I mean, how many people do you employ? Because you started this business in 2015. Presently, we have five paid full staff. Then we have 15 casual staff. Those are the ones that are involved in the processing, the processing of our products. That's fantastic. And what are some of the challenges in, in running an effective business? Well, um, initially, when we started, documentation was a, it was a challenge for a small business for me. So that was why that was what made me to say you have to separate yourself from your business. Documentation of expenses. You know, sometimes when some, a customer wants to buy a product, he just give you some money, and before you know it, the money is gone. So what I did was I actually have any, every, every money that comes in must first of all go hit the bank account first, and there must be proper documentation. So at the end of our calendar year, an auditor comes and audits uh, the, the books. And another thing, another challenge is, of course, is normally power. It's very, very key. It's a challenge in the agro business. After some time, we'll be able to um, overcome that challenge and we are doing well. So is your business, one of the things that we looked at in 2018 was how many, what percentage of our business were urban-based and what percentage were rural-based. Where would you say that your business is based and where does it source from? Well, I would say my business is rural-based. I would say that because our factory is located in the rural area where we get in Gadabu. 
Abuja, outskirts of Abuja. So the uh, majority of the women and youth, they, they are the ones that they, they, they do the farming, they do the harvesting process, they are involved in the uh, in value chain. So I would say I would say 80% of our business is based in the rural uh, development and uh, rural community. And you're based in Abuja? You know, in the agro um, setting, it is preferable or better to locate your factory close to where you get source your raw material. So our factory is in, in, is in the rural area in, in Abuja. And how often do you visit your factory and what's your relationship with the people who, pro- provide, who are your suppliers? Yeah, of course, I have a farm manager, a production manager there. So I, I, apart from communicating through phone, I visit at least once every week. What do you think you've done to those suppliers by locating your, by taking, because you brought your business acumen into the rural areas? Well, uh, I feel I've achieved one of the UNSDG group, Zero Hunger, and another one, I think number eight, Gender Equality. It's one of the one of the things my passion, because I believe that one of the way you can increase the economic of every nation is start from the grassroots. And you start in the rural areas, yeah. Both of you, how do you market your business? Speak to us about marketing. Well, f- social media, cold calls, letters, proposals, networking, networking. relationships. And do you use the TEF hub to also promote your? Your services as a consultant? Yes, we've posted a couple of times what we do. So, introduce our business, actually. Brilliant. Well, we advertise through social media, one, newsletter. Now, there's another one to go to in radio, want to go into radio and um, do some, a little bit of, um, um, would I say commercial, like a dramatized commercial, uh, so that we can tell people the essence of eating natural food. And then, of course, we do, we, we use the, the TEF hub to also market our, our products. We also give out free samples. We do promo, give us free samples. Brilliant. But are you selling mainly to the supermarkets or are you selling directly to the customer? Well, on social media, we sell directly to the customer. Then on wholesale and retail, we sell to um, supermarkets and pharmaceutical companies too. What advice would you give to the up-and-coming entrepreneurs, the 2018 entrepreneurs, Charles? I would ask them to be patient, not to give in or give up. I will tell them to pursue access over money. The money will finish, and but if you have access... The money never gets to finish. And then when you get the access, treasure it. Manage your immediate staff very well. Make sure you know what questions to ask to keep a cohesive team. Manage your customers very well. Treat them like eggs. Make sure they don't break. And um, as long as you're patient, you manage the opportunities that come to you and you understand that business is long-term, you're good to go. Fantastic. Stella? Okay, well, I will tell them that this coming 12 weeks, they should take every training, literally. They should take it and make sure, because at the point in time, I had to go back to some of this training. Really? That's exactly what I'd imagine would happen. Those things, I had to go back some. And another one, they should focus on meeting needs. When they meet needs, the money is going to come. Stella, music to my ears, you know, because when you know at every webinar since 2015, I say to them each week, download the module, 
keep it in a, in a, you know, I'm an analog person, keep it in a folder, refer to it, and is a, is a Bible that should stay with you, is your entrepreneurship Bible, and you should refer it because, you know, every day in a business, you've got new challenges that you hadn't foreseen. Thank you.